Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float. I'm excited to talk to Kyle of Maximum Floats, and he's going to be imparting information to us for how you can be improving your social media game, your marketing game, as well as talking about what they're doing to help you and your float center bring customers in and get that all-important revenue. So uh, it's going to be exciting to talk to Kyle. It's good stuff in there. And I also want to bring your attention to Float Buoy, this really cool thing Float Tank Solutions is doing where they're putting out monthly packets of content for you to be able to release, drip out throughout the rest of the month to your um, followers, whether that's social media or your email newsletters, bring people in to your blog post. Uh, really cool content. They've got memes for social media. They've got uh, not just memes, but they've got graphics. They have blog posts that you can actually host on your site, drive people to your website. And they have newsletter, like pre-written newsletters that you can not spend hours writing and editing and cycling over and over and just put out there and uh, really cool stuff that doesn't require um, a bunch of technical know-how. It's really easy to apply it and use it and bring it back into um, your email distributor. Like we use MailChimp. It transfers super easy. Um, really exciting stuff. Floatanksolutions.com forward slash buoy, B-U-O-Y, is where you want to go. Make sure it's a good fit for you. Um, they're having a discount at the moment to when you sign up. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for how much work we're doing to take the, take the edge off and save some time with this very well done content. All right, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Float, where float centers thrive. I am your co-host, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, and I don't think we pay for any outside marketing. This is Kim. I own Supino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana, and I subscribe to the Art of the Float Patreon um, and get all the photos, the premium photos, the videos, and use every little bit of that for a million things. Um, otherwise, I don't hire anybody externally for my marketing because I do marketing in my second business and do social media in my second business. So I hire myself. This is Drew from New Hampshire and I own New Hampshire Float. I also am a Patreon. I have been since the first month that it opened. Wow. And what, what? yeah, I'm an OG. And um, also I do pay for outside marketing in the sense that I actually have a, I call her my social media girl, um, who does my social media. She does my Instagram, does the Facebook, and I don't really look at it unless she asks me or will maybe I say, hey, I want to talk about this, or she'll say, I was thinking about doing this. So we do check in and talk, but more or less, yeah, I pay someone to do that because I'm very weak at social media, and I mm. that is not a strength of mine. So nice. that's where I'm at. Hello, this is Gloria Morris, Float 60, and I used to do all the marketing myself. I too had a marketing company, but um, when I went back to work, I did start outsourcing again, and I have an agency that is local to me that uh, works on most of our social media. I still do some of the things, but um, pretty much outsourced everything, and I've just taken on a new vendor to help us do some things. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Huh, interesting. Um, who, just, I mean, before we move on, who have you taken on, Gloria? 
Well, <laughs> I was trying to think of something witty to say, but I couldn't think of anything. Um, we just enrolled with Maximum Floats. And let me correct that. We didn't just enroll. I had the impeccable timing to sign up with Maximum Floats right before COVID hit. I mean, like <laughs> three days we're talking. Not oh, only wow. did I buy the fourth float center, fourth float center, March 1st, Kyle, Maximum Floats signed up and then shit hit the fan so <laughs> so we have not uh, gotten off the ground but yeah we'll talk okay. about it. i was gonna say so you've just yeah. had an avalanche of money coming at you since signing That's right. up right oh yeah short of it <laughs> <laughs> nice okay all right so this is interesting so we all have really different um strategies for how we're marketing here and yeah our guest tonight is kyle of maximum floats welcome to the show kyle hey super excited to be here dylan thanks for having thanks. me on yeah, absolutely. And so, um, have you? Do you have any outside sourcing for marketing? Are you doing any marketing yourself? How are you handling your marketing? That's interesting. We actually um, we've never hired like a marketing agency, but we certainly pay for courses all the time to learn how to better improve our own marketing. Yeah. And yeah. we have mentors that we pay for, so we don't hire anyone to actually do the marketing for ourselves. But we definitely pay a lot of money every year to make sure that we're constantly putting out the best stuff. Nice. Can I just hop onto that and say that is definitely something that is critical. Um, mm. If you are hiring somebody else to do any kind of marketing, social media, any sort of sales strategy, any of that stuff, if they are not continuing their education, if mm. they are not taking courses, go somewhere else. It is huge. And and I, I didn't even think to mention that, but that's definitely an investment that I make is, you know, constantly taking new courses, studying, uh, hopping yeah. in groups, doing all that I can to also soak in knowledge. Oh, 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 that's a really good point. At least they take the course right before the annual social media update right. occurs. Yeah, because right. it's not like things are changing every single day. Well, just yeah. that you know, one annual just, class. Just it, from hour to hour, sometimes. Yeah, you know. seriously, seriously. This is definitely worth a, you know another uh, minute or so to talk about because you know for for those of us who kind of started doing everything for the your float center when we first opened. Um, I did a talk at the float conference a couple years ago, and I talked about marketing and how many elements to marketing there are and if there's one company that ever comes to you and says they're marketing experts they are full of it because there's mm -hmm. such a broad scope of marketing in these different categories of marketing that it's just impossible right so i i think you're absolutely right kim if you are not working with someone who doesn't recognize that one and two is constantly keeping up with the daily changes the daily changes that happen with the algorithms, algorithms on Facebook and whatnot. You're with the wrong company. So. Damn. Yeah. Powerful words. Wow. Ouch. So, with that being said, uh, Kyle, I would like. So I I did a little uh, YouTube video for um, my photography where it was. This is how I edit a photo, and the idea is like if you want to edit your own photo, here's some insight to how I do it. And I, I've wanted to do more of them, um, COVID hitting and having kids while you know having no childcare and running multiple businesses is proven difficult. But the, the idea is, if you want to, here are the tools. This is the way that you can improve your photography and your editing so that you can do some really awesome photos. I'd like to do more of those videos. The, the secret flip side to that, that's not really a secret, is that takes a lot of time. This is a lot of effort. This is, it requires expertise. This is not easy. And so the flip side is that was fun to watch. And no, I don't want to do that. 
Um, I don't even want to play, pay for an Adobe subscription or a Creative Cloud subscription, so how about I subscribe to the Patreon? So that's like the kind of the flip side of the marketing of it. So we can think of this the same way as um, I am curious what you can impart to our audience if they have the time, if they have the wherewithal, if they have the drive to do it, what can our audience be doing, especially, I mean, it's no mystery, we're in the middle of COVID still, like, I thought things were supposed to be reopening and COVID, you know, coming to a close, as it turns out, we have opened the gates, this is game on, uh, COVID yeah. is here and it's not going anywhere, um, yeah. so I'm curious what you can do, uh, excuse me, what you can impart to our audience to help encourage people to come into our floats, so that we can keep our, I was almost going to cuss, Keep our float centers open. Our, I mean, it sucks. I hate seeing these people closing their float centers. I see it way too frequently, and, and it really hurts. Um, I believe in what we're doing, and so um, seeing them close sucks. So I want to know what can we be doing to um, get people in and keep our revenue up. Cool. All right. So floor's <laughs> mine. Absolutely. <laughs> Not totally. We can take it back at any time. Yeah. So watch yourself. Okay. Sounds good. Well, looking forward to it. So. Um, you know, Drew mentioned before we got on here, he said, you know, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background. So I think that's really important for context. Cool. Um, for those that have never heard of Maximum Floats, never heard of Kyle Robbins from Maximum Floats, this is a company that I started with my business partner, Alex Grianco, three years ago. Um, and to give some context, we had been running a marketing agency where we were just doing everything for anyone who would pay us money. And that's how you learn really, really quickly. Um, but we found out is that with every new person that we worked with, we had to sit down, come up with a new marketing strategy, and it was pretty much like you would test a new thing every single week or every single month in different industries, and you never had a proven system that could actually predictably move that industry forward. And I hated that as a business owner because I was like, I'm investing so much time and energy and I can't even get a consistent result for the people that we're working with. Not necessarily because we, we don't understand marketing yet, but it's like literally just because you're dealing with so many different variable components every single month. So it was really hard to get consistent results. Around the same time, I was studying engineering full-time as well while building this business, and I was like extraordinarily stressed out. Um, probably like a few weeks prior to this happening, I had found flotation therapy at a true rest in Chico, California, where I was going to school. And we had met Veronica Carpenter at a BNI event, and she offered for us to come do a float session. And we did a float session, nothing crazy happened. I was just like, oh, that was interesting. And then I tried it again, and literally after that second time that I tried it, I was like, wow, this is really, really interesting. <laughs> um, I, I had this full experience inside of that second float where I was going to focus 100% of our marketing efforts into helping float centers because Veronica was sharing with us. She was like, yeah, this place is open and we have all these empty spots, but nobody's here to fill them, right? And we did a little bit more research and realized that that was like a commonality amongst right. a lot of float centers. Okay. Um, also around the same time, I remember this one night I had all these different school projects and work projects and I was just like up in the middle of the night. I had so much anxiety. I can feel my body actually clenching up a little bit right now just thinking about it. And I was actually throwing up because of the anxiety that I had from doing so many things. And I just remember being so grateful the next morning. Like I woke up and ran straight to Veronica Carpenter's spa at Trues Chico and I like got my float in. 
I think I did a three hour float that day and I just felt absolutely incredible. Um, and it's been that consistent floating that I did over the next like year and a half that was really consistent like on a weekly basis that kept me sane while juggling all those things at the same time. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, we had kind of decided we're gonna focus 100% on this. We left all of our other clients um, we started working with a lot of Truest locations, and that's how we got a lot of experience really, really quickly. Um, and then now, fast forward three years later, we've actually worked with over 100 float centers all around the world, including Nigeria, including Australia, Canada, pretty much like UK, all over the place. Wow. Nice. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea floating had reached Nigeria. That's awesome. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's in Lagos. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I so, appreciate it. We are connoisseurs of context here, so I do appreciate you uh, giving us some, some information on what you brought into this, and, and that's really cool to hear about uh, your, your weekly floating or three-hour floats to help yourself. Through. I mean, I, I had no idea you started this business while in engineering school, which I imagine is... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I imagine you could use a float. I imagine you could use a float. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, about two years in, we had been just really doing more of the same, which was everyone else was offering discount floats, and we were like, okay, how can we optimize the system to just get more of that, to just get more of that, more of that, more of that? And we realized after two years of trying to optimize that and get, make it better and better and better and better, that we were just optimizing the entire wrong system. That the, the business model of attracting clients through a discounted float mm -hmm. was not a business model that would flourish and be sustainable from a marketing standpoint. Like it didn't work from an acquisition where you could just spend money and predictably bring people in. And so I was dealing with this and I, I felt that same experience that I felt two years ago when I was working with a bunch of businesses. I was like, okay, great. Now we can get a predictable result we can get a predictable result, but it's not a great result. Mm -hmm. I can predictably bring in discounted floats at like a loss leader or at a break even, but this isn't something special. This isn't something amazing that people are gonna go crazy about. It's not gonna transform a float center from going to, I'm almost gonna close my doors down to, holy crap, can you turn off this campaign? I have too many, too many clients in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I said to myself, I said, you know, I actually looked at Alex, and I was like, look man, I don't want to be in a business where we just get people mediocre results. I want to get transformations. And whatever we need to do to make that happen, like we got to do it. So at that point, we never worked inside of a flow center. We didn't really understand the operations inside of a flow center. We'd, already, we'd always been just the laptop guys helping people from a laptop. Um, well, at that point around early 2019, we flew out to Australia. Uh, and worked with a center there called Water Temple with Michelle Whitewood, and they're over in Melbourne. And we had heard of this guy in the gym space called Alex Hermosi, and he was doing pretty amazing things with gyms. He was packing them before they were even opening their doors by offering these six-week weight loss programs. And pretty much the idea behind it is you just put a, a bunch of things into an offer that helps someone achieve a result rather than just offering the service. So instead of just offering like floats, you would offer a pain release program. Or instead of offering weights, you would offer a whole weight loss program, right? So we're there, we're in Australia, um, we're 
three days in and we have to get this campaign launched and we put together the offer and the next day I think we brought in $2,000 in revenue on like five or $10 spent, something actually insane. Um, by the end of the week, we had generated $20,000 in revenue on $400 in ad spend. And that was the first time I had ever seen a campaign like actually do something that was phenomenal, like actually phenomenal. <laughs> um, then from there, I wish I could say we went and we, you know, we scaled the model instantly and everything went perfect. No, we, we pretty much spent the next um, 16 months doing this with different centers where we were actually doing the work. We weren't teaching centers how to do it. We would actually fly out to the center oh. or we'd sell it over the phone. We tried a whole lot of different things before, right before COVID was when we decided, okay, if people want to be successful with this and we want to actually get this to work at scale, we need to teach people how to do this on their own. And we figured out that most flow centers hate running their own advertising. That's the last thing that they want to do. So we're like, okay, we'll handle the part that they hate and they're not necessarily good at and they can focus on the thing that they're great at, which is talking to clients and fulfilling on floats. So that's where we're at now. So let me just uh, jump in. This is Gloria for those listening. I um, never really understood the offer that Maximum Floats had. You know, when you hear about a marketing company, which I think is the class that they fall in by perception, you think that they're going to do their social media and your campaigns and whatnot. But, you know, what I really found interesting about Maximum Floats, and just as a disclaimer, I don't have any results to speak of yet because we haven't launched yet, but I would like to follow up with Launching Max. tonight. And, and, and this is Seriously? great because, yeah, it is launching tonight. And this wow. is great. And I didn't have anything to do with the timing of you being on, by the way. Um, but there's a tremendous amount of pressure on you, Kyle, to make this thing work because uh, I'm here I am. I am telling everybody that I signed up and we're about to launch in about 30 days. We're going to come back on and we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> so, um, but I will say right off the bat, for those that know me, I'm a very structured, analytical person. And what I really like about the program already is the structure, the analytics, and mm. the process. And I think, you know, as I make my own observations on my operation and other people's operation, you know, there's definitely a lack of structure to our process of selling. And that's like the number one problem, right? So, um, and just with the lack of structure in process comes a lot of discomfort with selling. But I think if you attack those things, it becomes a system. And if you systemize that training, you know, <laughs> it will have profound results. That's what I'm expecting. So again, we'll, we'll talk. I'm going to mark my calendar right now. Dylan, sign him up, good or bad. We're going to talk again in another month. <laughs> One episode so. just missing. I don't know what happened. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> That's too so, funny. <laughs> so, no, so no pressure. No pressure. I want to uh, touch base more on that. I, I would like to roll back a little bit to what individual flow centers can be doing right now to get people back mm. in, particularly during yep. the COVID crisis. Cool. Absolutely. I actually prepared three things for you guys. So, nice. um, guys and gals, for the girls on here too. 
Thanks. So the, the, <laughs> the last podcast that y'all did was the three ways to grow a business, right? Right. Thanks. So I would love to just expand on those um, and talk about three specific ways that you can grow the business using the get more customers, get more money per customer, and then get your customers to spend more frequently, right? Those are the three ways. So I want to give three practical tips on how you can actually make those happen. So the first one, um, and I see this all the time, and it's, I, I always laugh at this point when I hear float centers talking about competition. They say, oh, you know, another float center just moved into my area, mm. and it feels real because you believe that if someone is floating and they know that there's an option for $49 and there's an option for $39, that, you know, to them, inside of the tank, it's a very similar experience and they're just going to go with the cheapest option. And it gets into this mindset. But I want you to think about a way that you can actually get outside of the float market. And this is what we teach people in our program. And this is the fastest way to 10 times or 100 times increase your market size. Yeah, that might sound ridiculous, but if you go out onto the street right now and you said, hey, do you know what floating is? Hey, do you know what floating is? You're going to get a lot of weird looks. You, you might get one out of 20 people in a bigger city. You might get one out of 10, maybe one out of 15. In a smaller town, you might get one out of 100, one out of 1,000, literally. Um, it is still a drop in a bucket. And sometimes we, we don't necessarily believe that because we're surrounded by other people that know that. <laughs> nice. But if we literally didn't experiment and went out and said, do you know what floating is? Do you know what floating is? Do you know what floating is? It's going to be like one out of 15 or one out of 20, one out of 100. How you can instantly reach more people is if you went around and you said, hey, are you stressed out? Hey, are you feeling back pain? Hey, do you sleep well at night? Right? Those are three things that are specific pain points. And this is what we talk about in terms of focusing on a problem-focused offer. So an offer that focuses on the problem and not the product. Because when you start thinking about the problem that you're actually solving, now your market is people who are stressed. And if you're a float center in a market with 40,000 people, and you have another float center in that market too, you cannot for a second tell me that there's actual competition because I know that the maximum number of people that you could have there, like in your flow center at a given time is like 80 people a week or 160 people a week, right? So it's like, do you think there's 160 or 320 people a week out of those 40,000 that say they're stressed? Definitely. Are there 320 people a week out of those 40,000 that know what flotation therapy is? Maybe not. So that's where, if we can expand our mindset around who we're reaching our marketing messages to and not marketing as flotation therapy, but marketing as the problem, focusing on the problem. And then once we can get their attention with the problem, providing the service as the solution. That's the first one. Yeah, I, and can I just back that up a little bit? And I just want to say, I love that. I think the idea of uh, diminished resources or not enough people to come in is is a lie that's just so easy to put in our own heads mm -hmm. we get scared there is a gorgeous float center very close to me that opened up several years after I mean we've been open nine years just several years ago um, 
And really, it was just a matter of us mentally resetting who are we, who's our customer base, um, how do we identify ourselves and our brand, and knowing that we're in the middle of Portland, Oregon. Like, there is no shortage of people who need to float. So it's, it's not, uh, we're not fighting over a tiny piece of pie here. Um, but, I mean, it's in us. My daughter doesn't want to share her popsicle, her pie, anything, because it's just in us that this is mine, this is, this is a limited resource, and I can say, look, there's a whole other pie. Like, it, we are good, but it's just this innate fear that we have that we have to kind of consciously overcome to be confident with. Yeah, and, and I think, go ahead, Gloria. Yeah, I was just going to add that it's not a lack of resources or it's a lack of awareness i mean even the people who are aware need to be remarketed to 10 15 yes. 20 times oh, yeah. to get them to come back so it really is a ridiculous concept but it's very fear-based right and mm -hmm. so i think you know it comes out when people seem to do unscrupulous things with their marketing and they they might you know cause conflict between them just kind of oh. senseless, senselessly but it doesn't, does it really happen that often? I, I don't know. I think it is a, uh, it's just silly to be worried about it. And I'm guilty of it too, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think it is a very valid point. We just need to be mindful of it as we are talking to people. But I also think what you said about kind of asking people about the result, not necessarily the service. Are you stressed out? Do you have back pain? the result, right, should address those things that are important to them. And that's another really good point. Yep. Yeah, and also on the competition side, there's this really famous line in direct response that says, a buyer is a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. And what this means is that if you're trying to sell something, the easiest person to sell it to is the person who just bought that exact same thing. So for example, if I buy a coaching product, the likelihood of me buying another coaching product within the next like week, even though I already bought a coaching product, is way higher than anybody else who hasn't bought a coaching product in the past week. And it's the same thing with flotation therapy. It's the same thing with weight loss. The average, uh, the average person, um, this is a crazy stat with weight loss, the average woman buys six weight loss programs a year. I believe it. trying to lose weight. Six. Probably you think that eight. One of them is actually going to work. <laughs> okay, it's it. That is hilarious that you said that today because I literally took a picture of my cookbook shelf and sent it to a friend of mine today, and I said, "Do I have a problem? I have like seven different cookbooks of different diets, right? Yeah. I'm like that exact person, Kyle, and I should know better, but I'm." Yeah, it's so but true. It's the thing. We just we love buying the things that we already buy. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So if you're if a new person comes into your marketplace and they're a float center, all they're doing is they're getting more people who are buying float therapy, which actually means there's more people who can come in and purchase floats at your center. We have the same thing with uh, you know you think that the uh, flotation therapy marketing uh, niche industry like has room for about a party of one, right? <laughs> but <laughs> you've seen 10 or 15 different marketers come and go uh, in this space. And I just get excited about it because when somebody has an experience where they exchange money with a marketing agency or with somebody who helps them bring in more money, like a cash injection partner or a growth partner or whatever, 
It just means that that person is more likely to sign up for another marketing partner in the future. But if someone never buys a marketing service, mm, like, like Dylan, you, you said you don't currently have one. Have you ever hired one before? Nope. Yeah. So yeah. do you think you ever Listen will? Listen to how proud he is, too. Did you Hell pick no, up on no, that? Never He's like, no, 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 nope, and I don't plan to either, so just don't get yourself excited, yeah, no, Kyle. That, that, is, that completely makes sense, right? Like, yeah. you're not going to sell a steak to a vegan, but you're going to sell a steak to somebody who enjoys pork or I don't know, whatever, like any meat. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Sense. Cool. All right, so we nailed, uh, so we we nailed the first one. <laughs> awesome. So we got we talked about competition and we talked about how to increase your market size by focusing on the, the problem or as Gloria said, which is, is actually better, is the result. So there's a pain point and then there's a result. The second thing that I want to talk about is how do you actually get someone to float more frequently? And this is great for the business because you can actually four times the amount that you would make per client starting tomorrow. You guys can try this out. This is a, a, a strategy that you can implement tomorrow, whether or not you're using the consultation approach. I gotta stop and you for a second. Are we, are you guys watching him? Like, does it feel like we're watching an infomercial right now? It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's like, Kyle's got this, this thing going. It's like this, I don't you know. know. I podcasts aren't great for like, I mean, obviously it's just audio and I know they're getting the voice, but Kyle's a, he's a decent looking guy. I'm going to go ahead and give he's, it up. He's a decent looking guy. He is, he and is. And, and he's drinking. Just another thing for the folks at home. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, as he's, Speaking, when he takes a breath, he's guzzling water from this six-gallon water jug, too, at the same time. So, and I think he's doing bicep curls in between, too. I was going to say, he's <laughs> through his button up every time he takes a drink. It's ripping it apart. All right. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Kyle. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Point number two. Go ahead. Alright. His teeth cause a glare. It's so white. They're so shiny. <laughs> <laughs> self-esteem just watching. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. Thank you, Dylan. So, <laughs> number two. <laughs> How do you actually get more people to float more frequently? That's the question. Because if people can float more frequently, then you make more money and they actually experience a better result through floating. And I noticed this myself. Like, my first float, okay. My second float, it was awesome, but I still didn't see like why I should do it on a recurring basis. And it wasn't until I started doing it on a recurring basis that I noticed the benefit. It was actually something that I looked forward to every single week. It's like, oh, I can do my float on Tuesday, my float on Thursday. And some weeks that I was doing two, some weeks that I was doing one. It was something that I actually got excited about. It was a part of my wellness routine. Right? So like for me right now, drinking a ton of water is a part of my wellness routine. <laughs> um, we're we're but, aware. We're aware. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. <laughs> So one of the things that I um, hear from different clients that we talk to over the phone is that they say, you know, who's going to spend $200 a month on a membership? That is incredibly insane. Like, who would spend that much money on floating? And we have tons of clients where when we first started talking to them, they literally only had one or two weekly memberships or they didn't have any weekly members at all. And then after a couple of weeks, that number skyrocketed and the reason is they just did this one shift 
when they sat down to talk to the client, just as you would if you're offering a monthly membership and they're asking you, like, hey, what would you recommend? Or they're asking about the membership, you say, hey, to be honest, before we used to recommend the, the monthly float because I wanted what was best for what I thought was best for people's budget because I believed that $59 was something that people could afford. But what I realized now is I was actually offering something that wasn't really helping them out as nearly as much as it could have because if you float once a week, just like I do, and just like the people who experience the best transformations do, then you're gonna feel amazing on a weekly basis and you're gonna get the maximum compounded benefit. Because if you float once a month, you're not even gonna feel the benefits of being able to float once a week like you would if you did it in that short period of time. So again, I could offer you a once a, a, once a month float, but it would be kind of like a, a gym owner or a physical therapist telling you that you should go to the gym once a week. Like you're not really gonna achieve the result that you right. came in here telling me that you wanted to. Mm. Like you came in here, you were super stressed out, you feel great now. Why don't you keep that up on a weekly basis so you don't have to do this out of reactivity so that you can proactively address how you're feeling on a weekly basis? How does that sound? And then all of a sudden, you're actually helping them achieve the result regardless of the price point because what they actually want is the result. If you can sell them something for $59 but it doesn't actually help them solve their problem, then that is less valuable to them than something that costs $200 but actually helps them solve their problem. Does that make sense? So one point that I would, well, I guess it's more of a question. I'll ask the group the question, the other hosts. When people come in, are you having that dialogue with people about what they're trying to achieve? Or is it more perfunctory where, you know, you're checking people in and you're giving them the spiel and they have their float and then they come out and it's done. Like, I have to admit that in my float center, I think in the very, very beginning, we were much more focused on the results, but, or, you know, what people might be trying to achieve out of it, but then it became more transactional, mm -hmm. and we're not, we're not having those same conversations, and I think that's what I'm most excited about with this program, and we're only piloting in one location, is getting back to the reason why somebody would try floating in the first place. It's because they're stressed or it's because they have some acute pain or you know because they're not sleeping well. I, I just, I will throw it back and let you guys answer the question I asked. Are you guys doing that or not? Kim's shaking her head, of course she is. <laughs> she has a full on consultation when they come in, no. Not fully, but we are having that conversation. You know, we're really careful to look and see, especially because you know we've built our uh, our funnel um, so that someone goes through our intro package, and then on that, uh, when they use their second one out of the three, um, an email triggers out to them just saying, "Hey, you've got one more left. Here are some things to be thinking about um, as you move forward. We'll talk about it the next time you're in." And then whenever they come in, you know, after they've finished that third float, then we're talking to them and say, you know, so where do you want to go from here? What are your, you know, what are you looking for? Um, and we look to see, you know, how frequently did they float? Were they coming in once a month? Did they use them all up in three weeks? And that can really help us to determine, you know, where to go with that conversation. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily go um, into great detail all of the time with folks. We really try to read what they're looking for, what they're asking about. 
Um, and we have a, a secret menu that um, mm. we will often pull out to, you know, we have our, our basic menu package that most people are going to do. But then if, you know, folks are saying, you know, well, this has been really great for chronic pain, then I can talk about our either our unlimited package or, um, a, you know, one of our different packages that are going to really help them um, to get what they're needing. So it's, it's similar. Um, it's a little bit kind of removed so it's kind of that middle point between what you're saying Gloria that just transaction based versus you know full consultation so we we try uh, to get to that point we don't always because we've got three folks coming out of the float tank at once and you know so those conversations may have to um, wait a moment or if we do have somebody we want to have a longer conversation with you know we'll ask them hey do you have a minute before you run out the door I want to chat with you real quick you know so um, it varies it really varies so I don't I don't do any salesy stuff like that. I, mean, I say salesy. I never, I never stop someone on their way out and try to sell them anything. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, I definitely ask those questions as to why people are in. I, I will straight out ask, do you have anxiety? Do you have that? Do you have body pain? Um, I won't get into like the details unless they're open to that, but I definitely try to ascertain their reason for coming in and I try to leave hints, but mm. when people get out, I just feel, so I guess this might even, I don't know if this is the time to ask this question, but um, the float industry is filled with people like me who aren't real salesy people. And I find that to be a struggle. I'd never want to, I don't like it. Like when I bought a truck in January, I told the guy, do not mess with me. I'm, I will walk <laughs> out of here right in your face and I have no problems with it. I, I was very honest with what I wanted to pay. This is, I was no, no nonsense. Leave me alone with all the other stuff. And that's, that's how I am where it's like, I know what you have on the menu. Don't tell me, don't try to convince me of how I feel. I don't want to be tricked into anything. So I come from the standpoint of just trying to give the people a good experience. And whenever they leave, I always tell people, um, Hey, keep, stay conscious of how you feel. And that's kind of the last bit that I leave them with. Stay conscious how you feel because there's an after effect. Pay attention to how you interact with people, how you're driving your car, how you fall asleep. And I've often had people a couple days later book again, shoot an email or call, ask some questions. But so how do you, I guess that maybe this is a question for you, uh, Kyle. How do you bridge that gap for people like me who Kim's good at marketing. I'm not good at marketing. I feel uncomfortable saying, hey, can I get a couple minutes? Kyle, I, I do want to just preface this with a little bit. Like, Drew has been our project for a little while here as far as marketing goes. And I, and I don't mean that condescending in any way. Okay, maybe the way I said it actually was a little bit. Um, but but um, I do mean, like, and this is where I've come from, and I think so many Flow Center owners start from here is, I'm an earnest, honest person. Selling is counter to that. Marketing is counter to that. And mm -hmm. something we've talked about a lot is how, um, I'm trying to think of a good analogy as, like, as far as cars go, but like, w wouldn't you be remiss to like not mention like, also if you buy from this dealership, you get free gasoline for the rest of your life. Would you not want to mention that? Or would you not want to mention that if you're a car collector and you if you shop here and you buy a car once a year, like do you know that they're 30% off if you keep shopping here? Would I not be an idiot if I did not mention to somebody who buys a car, you know, is a car collector that they get a crazy discount if they're buying from us frequently? And I don't care about cars at all, so that means nothing to me. But as far as and then I've, I've said this before, as far as float centers go, like 
I have chased people out the door because I was nervous to mention that we have discounts and then said, you know, hey, um, I forgot to tell you, you know, if you buy, you know, I, I know that you loved your float. If you buy three floats right now, you can get it for the price of two. You can come in here, you know, two more times for the price of one float. They're like, oh my God, I'm so glad you told me about that. Like, I'm so glad I'm able to come in here. You just gave me a benefit, a positive, something positive because yes, I'm spending more money, but I'm getting something out of it. I'm getting more of what I want for less money or whatever, you know, the, the angle is. There are ways to approach it so that it's a net positive for both people. Mm. Yeah, no, these are great ones because we have a lot of people that come into our programs that either have never sold before or like felt the absolute same way. Um, and typically they're in situations where they're not making the type of money that they need to support the float center. So the first thing that I like to like start with is I'm like, well, is this current strategy like working well for you? You know, and are you willing to continue on with the current pain that you're experiencing? That's like the first question that I like to ask. Um, but the next thing, I think this, this, this is what completely changed my beliefs about selling any, any product. If you believe in your product, and you believe that your product at least has a chance to change someone's life, which we get screenshots of people that are participants in these programs of like literally like, I've been in chronic pain for 30 years, and because I floated four times, I have, like, I have never felt this pain-free in my life. It's like 30 years of misery solved that would not have been solved if that person was shy about offering the solution to them. That person would have gone on with more years of misery. <laughs> and it's like, how comfortable are we, with, are we with the idea of, you know, being afraid of, of selling compared to losing out on a chance to change that person's life. Like, what is the next best alternative? If this person walks out of my door right now, I know Drew's mentioning there's, you're gonna have maybe like one to 3%, maybe a little bit more of people who they'll leave and then they'll just buy something on your website. But it's not gonna be a huge majority. No, and so drastically small percentage of people. Right, and so you need to ask yourself, when that person comes in and they're sharing, I have anxiety, or you can literally just see on their faces, like they're beat, like they've got you know, massive pain or lots of years of stress pounding down on them, and you know that float therapy can ha have a massive effect on them. It's like, if this person leaves right now and they don't at least try this out, the question is like, dear God, what will happen to them? It's like, what will happen to Amy if she doesn't do this program? What will happen to Amy if she doesn't do another float? because I saw what she looked like when she came in here. And like that's literally how I feel when we talk to float centers and they're like, hey guys, this is, you know, we have a month of cash left or we have two months of cash. I'm like, well, please do not go spend money with someone where you're going to spend $1,500 a month and they're going to manage posts for you on social media. You know, it's like, what is the alternative if they don't decide to do business with you and if you know what the, uh, that alternative, the, the cost of that is, then I think everyone can get over their fear, fear of selling because they're so motivated and driven by the transformations and the change that they're gonna make in that person's life that it's like, okay, I can get over this feeling of feeling maybe a little bit weird initially and then starting to see the transformations that happen by going the extra mile, by sitting in the extra two minutes when someone says, ah, yeah, I'll just, I'll think about it. And then you go, 
well, is it the price that's the problem or you didn't like your float? You know, most people wouldn't feel comfortable asking that question. But a lot of times if you just sit in there with a little sit in there with them a little bit longer, you can actually find out why they were a little bit apprehensive and then maybe have the opportunity to change their life. That's how I look at it. So I want to kind of throw in two little things. One, um, for me, really getting out of that mindset of selling. And, you know, we've talked uh, in one of the previous episodes about becoming a consultant. And even the word consultant can sometimes come across pretty uh, dominating and, and really strong. Think of yourself as a helper. Yeah. And so I'm here to help people. And one of the ways that I can help people is by offering this program, this package, this whatever it is. Um, and so kind of thinking like, hey, I want to share this information with you. It might be helpful and it might not. And if you're uncomfortable having those conversations, tell people, this might not be something you're interested in. I just want to make sure that you know because I'm, I'm here to help. And just saying it plain as day like that. A second thing that you can do is um, if that conversation still feels a little too hard for you or really uncomfortable, have some you know soft touch points. Like I mentioned, emails are huge. Um, we talked about the fact that, you know, some people may go to your website and buy it, but not as many will. But layering on that message, having a flyer or brochure or something that's also giving them some talking points some things to look over so that they can also kind of sit on it. A lot of people aren't ready to, you know, throw down a huge investment on the spot. And so they might need to think about that. And having that, you know, if you've started that conversation, they can go back and reference something visual, tangible, and be able to kind of let it simmer just a little bit longer. But, you know, just those two things alone can really help shifting that mindset and having some soft selling items as well that people can look at, touch, take home. I want to get Drew's feedback at this point at, at the conversation. Yeah, I, want I, to, I was curious as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying to know what's going on in that that head of his. So I, I hear all that and for me, I have a two float center. I got six figures out of my float center last year. So awesome. what I'm doing is doing well. I do think there are other circumstances that allow me to take advantage of that. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it like, what I am doing is working and I don't feel pushy about it. And I think that's part of what people like about it. I, and I know, my, I know my people, I very much know my area. I know my area very well. They're highly educated, a lot of attitude. A lot of people don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to be feeling like they're being sold anything. They don't want to feel tricked. And Sounds I try like to be- You fit right in. No, well, right, no. And that's part of my honesty is like, hey, this is, I'm here. You want to float, come float. This is awesome, right? You feel good, all right. But mm. I'm not trying to say, hey, you have, you know, four weeks and this, your back problem will be gone. I don't know if it will, right? It might work, it might not, it might make them feel better. I don't know their situation, um, but, I can I can definitely see what you're saying and the words I think when I came into this industry four years ago for whatever reason the whole salesy part was just in my head I got into this into this from talking with people my head became I don't want to be pushy I want to be laid back I want to be chill I'm a float center guy I'm growing out my hair I'm cool I'm chill woo <laughs> right so but I see where there is a need to relay information, especially for a business to survive. You need customers to come back. So how do you communicate that in a way that is informative and 
you have you, it, like what Kim just said. It's so true. A lot of people come out of a float and they're not in the headspace to make those types of decisions or have those types nope. of conversations, right? So I do like what Kim said, give them something. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to start doing that. Give them something to think about and actually have physically to hold. And maybe they put it down on the car seat and look at it tomorrow, but it's there and they have it in their possession. Um, but that's the struggle is to communicate what you're saying to yeah. like what Kim just said with people who come out and are like, oh, I don't even know how I feel right now. That was really weird. People are, yeah, right. people are float faced. Yeah. Float faced, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally float faced. But I think what Kyle does, though, a lot of his consultation model is about it's scheduling that conversation up front to get you yeah. to buy the package. And so um, it's a little bit different versus trying to sell it after someone comes out of their first float. So I think you know that that's kind of apples and oranges. But I am curious, Kyle, do you have any recommendation on how you would? approach that because what you do is help people get new leads get those scheduled but what if someone wanted to implement a program like this that you know or use that consultation model as their you know for their current client base mm -hmm. yeah well on the on the same touch point here i would say that anyone that comes out of a float and is asking you for recommendations you know always start with the, the weekly membership first as that recommendation like if they're asking you and at least give them the information of what you would legitimately recommend to them. But I agree, yeah, we don't, we don't even recommend to our float clients that, that after the first float is a, is a good strategy to be offering a solution. It does feel really pushy, and I've even been in that experience of someone who now is very comfortable with sales, where I went and floated somewhere here in Austin and like had that experience where after the float there was you know, a pitch made, and I was like, hmm, you know, and I wanted to buy. I actually wanted to buy, but you know, just having the offer, it just something felt a little bit uncomfortable, just because I had had this awesome, amazing float, and then there's, you know, naturally a little bit of tension when there's there's a sale, right? Because you're exchanging money for a service. So what I wrote down, this is something that we haven't done before, but I thought this would be kind of cool. I had this idea while we were talking: is you could just literally mandate a consultation before your floats. You could literally say that for each first-time floater, you have a 30-minute initiation consultation, and you have that conversation before. And if you find out that maybe you don't need to help them out, or maybe they don't have any like tons of stress and not tons of back pain, then you say, hey, you know what? Let's get you in for your first float. Or, or maybe you just offer a three-float package, and you say, hey, you know, even though you're not super stressed, you're not super anxious, you're really not going to get that much benefit out of one float. Like, coming in and doing one float today is the equivalent of staying at home. <laughs> you know, you guys might think that's a little bit extreme, but you could literally frame it in that way where it's like, look, you could do one float today, or really you can get the maximum benefit, and we can schedule you out for three float sessions. But if there's someone who has lots of stress or lots of pain or lots of anything, that's where you can say, well, don't just do one float today. We actually have this six-week program or this eight-week program. Why don't you get into that? So I haven't tested that yet, but after this episode and having that idea, we're going to get a beta, a beta test running. Um, I think that would be a really easy way to just immediately get consultations because you don't want to have the consultation after. You can literally just start putting on your website, you know, every first time float, we have a 30-minute consultation in the beginning. It could be called an evaluation consultation or it could be called a wellness assessment a free 30-minute wellness assessment that happens before every single float. That is what I would recommend, so that way you could have that consultation up front. 
so I'll share a little bit because I've I've done a program um, last year I piloted a program I called it courageous rest it was specifically for women and it was a 40-day program um, and it was marketed specifically for um, my tagline was a 40-day program to help women overcome exhaustion burnout and overwhelm and so that program included online courses um, I partnered <laughs> I know yeah Gloria's raising her hand I'm like yeah me too <laughs> that's exactly why I did it um, I'm really great friends um, with a, a local acupuncturist she was in our building at the time that we did this program and we partnered on it she um, recorded a couple of little acupressure things some self-care at home tips I did a whole bunch of online courses things about prioritizing self-care about um, understanding our own self stories um, a lot of the, 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 the guilt that a lot of women have about taking time for themselves and had actual courses for those um, and the program also included two floats and two acupuncture appointments with her as well. And um, that, it was interesting. She was able to sell a lot more than I was because she is naturally in a one-on-one -on -one environment with people already. And she was able, she knows her patients inside and out. She knows their health history. She knows everything about them. And so she was able to say, you are an excellent candidate for this program. Let me give you some information. I really want you to do this. And she prescribed the program to a lot of her, you know, her patients. Um, and some of them were new to floating. Some of them ha were already our guests. We had a lot who were already, you know, um, we had a couple who were members. And so we gave discounts to our members. But that was an interesting thing. We didn't, I didn't pull in anybody who was brand new to floating just through my side, but she was able to pull in some new patients, you know, that she'd been seeing for a while who were new to the floating world. Um, and it was an amazing um, program. Like people were coming out of that saying, wow, like I can't believe the things that I've said to myself and the things that I've, you know, allowed myself to believe for so long mm. about I shouldn't be taking time for myself. I feel so guilty about taking time for myself. And so I think any program where you're asking someone to commit a huge chunk of time, mm. you also have to have some of that conversation in there in that, in that program. Mm. You know, and for us, like the way we marketed that was we had some flyers up in the center. We, of course, posted about it on social media, but because we were piloting it and I was using some new technology, I didn't do a whole lot of paid advertising. Um, I didn't really push a lot of it. I sent out, I think, one or two email blasts, um, but we had a, about a two-month leeway, uh, a two-month runway before we actually launched the program. So it was a soft sell we wanted to have a, a smaller program but there was an online only option as well because we had some folks who were from out of state who just did the online courses and that was really interesting because i was also able to tell them hey go look up some other float centers in your area go find an acupuncturist in your area and um, so it wasn't just specifically for us and and we were able to get to a lot of folks and help them kind of start thinking differently so that's a huge piece of it if you are doing the consultations to help them with their mindset not just come into float you know Kim, we're going to have to connect after this, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew, I think it goes back, a lot of that goes back to what you were saying, though, about being a salesperson. And, you know, if you think about what you can offer to people, um, you're not trying to sell them anything. You're just trying to help people feel better. And you have such a, like, cool, low-key, chill vibe. Yeah. You can easily just be like, yo, I, there's this thing, and it could help you. If you're interested, just hit me up. And that's it. You know, yeah, it no, doesn't have to be a hard sell. I agree. And it's, I, I'm loving the word program and trying to put together like packaged programs with expiration dates. And I'm definitely like my brain's turning on that. But also 
I, w I don't want to, I've been living by the motto, every float could be the life changing float, right? So I don't mm -hmm. want to minimize one single float because, yeah. right? right? So, so that's, that's one thing, that's one thing. <laughs> so without minimizing, I do like just kind of adding the programs and saying if you, I don't know how to transition that yet, but I, I'm loving the program and calling it a pain, you know, this is our pain program. But now, Kyle, how could I do that with not upsetting memberships who pay the lowest of anybody? You know what I mean? Like now I have to mm -hmm. I basically... To, real quick, sorry. this will be the last question. <laughs> We've got a little okay, and maybe that's not the, if anyone has a I better question. A, I, I like this that. This is great. I think, all right. I think that's a good one. Because programs, yeah. kind of in my head, I'm thinking it has to be discounted, but, or, or like maybe you're saying it doesn't have to be discounted, but also... Yeah my price point for my members i can't go below that right i don't want to do that i don't want to upset members nope. correct nope so this is how you can charge premium prices for your floats without increasing your your overhead costs or your cost to deliver the service you're actually going to get paid more per float to do a program that might sound shocking um but if you were given the opportunity to do three floats and you could have the rest of your life to complete those floats and you're not held accountable to do it, or you were given three floats and you had to complete them in 21 days, and we were going to make sure that you completed them in 21 days, which objectively would you say would be more valuable, even though we think that it makes more sense to have more value by having infinite expiration or no expiration date, which would be more beneficial for the person? Three floats in 21 days or three floats forever? Yeah, definitely the 21 days for the person so, to actually feel better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we should, we should charge for that. And there's some other things that we can do to objectively increase the value. And Kim touched on this amazingly. If you pair an online component with a float, an online course is so difficult to put any sort of value or price on um, I, I have literally paid $30,000 for video courses, like $30,000 for video courses, which objectively cost, you know, pennies to host on the internet, right? Kyle, so, mine, mine are going to cost you 40000 just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you can, <laughs> so you can either have like Kim's course or like we have a program that we just give to everyone or you can make your own program. These don't have to be complicated either. They can be extraordinarily simple. Um, the, the best way to think about it is there's this, catch me if you can. Do you guys know the, the actor in that? Leo. Leo, but who's the actual guy who was the catch me if you can guy? Tom Hanks. I, I don't no? know. <laughs> no. no. Oh, that's anyway. the airport one. Yeah. Nightingale. Nightingale. What is it? Yes. So he taught at BYU as a professor for a semester, and nobody found out about who he was. And somebody asked him after the fact, and he said, how did you do that? You don't know anything about the subject that you were teaching. He said, I just had to read one chapter in front of the students. Just had to read one chapter ahead of the students. And that's all we're doing here. We're not saying that we're Eckhart Tolle, and we're going to take someone from, you know, being, being where they're at to, to fully transcended and they're going to have this crazy new life, we're saying, hey, we're going to take you from where you are now to a level above where you are because I can help you get there. And I've had hundreds of floats proving out my experience with flotation therapy. 
So if you add in this little online component, there, so here's, here's just some free cheat codes. If you throw in a journal with it, it can cost you $10, but the perceived value of having a journal with some journaling prompts, perceived value, that could be $50, even though it only costs you five to 10. You can have an online course component, which again, this could be six 10 minute videos over a week, which objectively costs you $0 if you host it on YouTube. You could literally have YouTube links emailed out. Like, so many people mess this up because they try and make it perfect. They try and do everything perfect. And the reality is you just need to help someone go from where they are now to a little bit better. And for, for a lot of people, that compounded over their life is a massive change. So online program, you can have emails, you can have a daily text that goes out, you can have accountability. So you're saying like, we will literally hold you accountable to complete these floats in 21 days. Gloria's got some sound in the background. We're going to cut that, don't worry, it's fine. You'll have clean audio. Go ahead, Kim. I just want to say there's about sending out YouTube links, just be cautious that you have permission to use that content in your program, mm -hmm. that you have you know, the creator's permission to do that. Um, it could be unethical. You could also land yourself in some pretty uh, hot legal water if you're using other people's content because technically mm -hmm. you're selling it. Um, it's different, I think, if you're saying, you know, there's some great stuff out there, go search for XYZ. But if you're sending people direct links and saying this content is part of the program oh, or recommended specifically, be really cautious of that. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and so our average float center actually sells their package at an $83 price per float, which is insane because that's more than the average like single float. But when it's all packaged together, I had a float center last week tell me that they actually bumped up their price another $100. So they moved it from $83 on average to $99 on average per float, which again, before, if you're used to using discounts or having memberships, it's like, why would anybody do that? But when you package it all together, it creates an offer that, first of all, no other float center can compete with if you're concerned about that because you have something that cannot be compared to. You, you can't compare it to another thing because it's only this thing. And then the most beautiful thing that I love about it, like this is the main benefit, is that if you do that on the first time you have business with them and they're used to paying $83 a float or $100 a float, objectively, right? At the end of the program, you can say, well, hey, do you want to keep to doing what you were doing, but half off, just like continue on a weekly membership? Like, do you want to just keep doing exactly what you were doing, but for half of the price? Whereas a lot of float centers, they're bringing them in on a discount float that could be under or equal the value of the membership. And then when they're offering a membership, it's almost confusing what the value of the membership is. Because they're like, well, I already came in on a discounted float. You guys, we gotta we gotta close it out. This is <laughs> we gotta have you on again. This is really good stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. I think there's some really really interesting discussion and content here. So thank you. Cool. Yes. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, Gloria, you hold your thanks for for a couple months here. <laughs> <laughs>
still check in. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to catch up and, and break it down and maybe even share some numbers, Gloria, if you're, if you're comfortable with that, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. That sounds great. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for being here. Kyle, again, thank you. Drew, Gloria, Kim, thank you so much for, for asking all the awesome questions tonight. Kim, for asking the awesome questions, imparting information, and writing show notes. I don't know how you do it. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> thanks to Floataway for supporting us. Thanks to Floatbuoy. I really appreciate what they're doing for the community. And um, let's see here. What else? I think that's it. Uh, remember? Uh, I don't know. What is tonight's remember? Uh, as always, remember to be a be a helper. As always, be a helper. As always, remember to be a helper. Yes. Yeah. God. As always, remember to delegate. All right, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>